You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Monday, September the 14th. Locked On Cardinals is a daily podcast talking everything St. Louis Cardinals. Hello, everybody. My name is Lucas Smith, your host for the show. Hope everybody is having a happy Monday. Uh, well, I don't think the Cardinals are a reason for your happiness. Uh, I don't know, maybe your your football team's won yesterday and you're, you're happy there or something, but... Cardinals with with a with an overall disappointing series over the weekend at home against Cincinnati to finish up the homestand for the Redbirds. It was uh, just wasn't a great great homestand at all. Um, we, you know we'll, we'll get into the homestand. Uh, the, the, we'll get into the series a little bit this episode as well as uh, giving my thoughts on that as well as we will talk about the ever so important schedule that remains for St. Louis, especially uh, the coming up, the, the five-game set against the Milwaukee Brewers at home. The Cardinals will not play at home again until Thursday, the 24th of September, but they are playing 13 games uh, in the next week and a half or so uh, before that home stand, before they go back home, I should say. They got five at Milwaukee, five at... Um, Pittsburgh, three at Kansas City, and then finishing up with five against Milwaukee. It's weird that Cardinals are already in September, and St. Louis has not played the Brewers this year. Uh, you know, the COVID-19 outbreak in the Cardinals system is the reason for that. So Cardinals will have to face the Brewers ten times in the final couple of weeks. So we shall see how that goes. But first, let's talk about the unfortunate weekend series that was against the Reds. We'll go chronological order. We'll refresh your memory of the game all the way back on Friday. Um, that was just brutal. Uh, Wainwright, you, you, you feel good with, with Adam on the mound, uh, but he gives up a huge homer to Votto to start the game, and that ball, I mean, that ball was crushed. Uh, Votto got every stitch of that ball. I think it went 442 feet, um, something like that. I mean, that was just a cutter knee-high that Votto belts. And you know the rest of the story of that game was was really Luis Castillo. Luis Castillo was downright filthy that game. He had video game like stuff. Complete game, six strikeouts, just the two hits, only one earned run, and that was you know that was a a gift of a run at that with an RBI ground out um, for Matt Carpenter. I and mean, that second inning, the Cardinals had a bit of a chance there. A leadoff walk and then a double that Miller got to third on. Molina grounds out, Carpenter grounds out, and then O'Neill strikes out. Um, so I mean, other than other than that, the Cardinals really didn't threaten at all for the rest of the ball game. They only had two hits, like I mentioned. They were 0 for 4 for in scoring position. This is just a classic case of getting out pitched. The Cardinals have had a couple of cases of that this season, where you know, even though we complain about the offense a lot, they just simply faced an arm that they weren't going to beat, and that was you know Luis Castillo on Friday night. He, two and five improves his record to zero eight three four four. You know, Castillo was one of the best pitchers in baseball last year, so I'm not going to really fault the Cardinals' offense for looking the way they did. Um, you know, they were able to draw three walks and only punch out six times. They're so they're putting the bat on the ball. That's something you like to see. 
Um, and Wainwright just got into too big of a hole early. He talked about, you know, he, he joined the, the broadcast the next day on fr- Saturday. He talked about how his stuff just wasn't there. And, you know, everybody goes through these days. Wainwright had looked really good in his first six starts, you know, going 4-0 like, like we like we talked about. But uh, seventh start was just an unlucky one for the Cardinal right-hander. He, he, was, he still got the quality start, went six innings, three or less earned runs. In this case, six innings and three runs exactly. Um, just wasn't enough to, to get the win, to get the job done. Uh, be, behind him, though, more scoreless work from the Cardinal bullpen. Elledge, Webb, and Krismet all with a scoreless inning of at least a strikeout apiece. Um, Elledge being the oddball out with two punch-outs. So you, you like to see that. and You know, it's just one of those games that it really set the series off on a bad, bad note. You would have liked to see the Cardinals get off on a little bit of a better foot there, uh, you know. To me, Game One is the most important series, important game of each series, because that sets the tone for the rest of the series, and it really did. Because um, you know, even though Saturday was uh, was a bright spot for the, for the Redbirds going seven and one victory, today or excuse me, yesterday was not great on Sunday. But we'll we'll go move on to Saturday's game. Dakota Hudson looked okay. That was you know six innings, just one earned run, but he walked four and struck out four. What was big for him in this game? was the third inning. Uh, he gets into a bit of a trouble here into the third. He walks the first three men, see, three men he sees, it gets a ground out, and then gets a double play ball from Nick Castellanos. That was huge. That could have been a ginormous inning for the Cincinnati Reds, but instead Dakota Hudson is able to bear down after the uh, the walks. And, you know, there were also there were a lot of pitches in that third inning. I mean, Aquino worked a six-pick Six pitch walk. Barnhart had a six pitch walk, and then Farmer walks on four pitches. So that's a lot of pitches piling up there. So the ability for Hudson to get out of that jam was huge. And then a couple innings later, Brad Miller hits an absolute bomb to center field. 446, I think it was, 426, something like that. Um, Just an absolute bomb to dead center. And then later in the inning, Weeders gets an RBI ground out. You would like to see the Cardinals get a little bit more runs there because you don't know what the rest of the game is going to look like. Cardinals only going one for seven with runners in scoring position. Um, but, you know, they were able to get the job done with a couple of long balls in the seventh inning. More than a couple, actually. Um, you already had the Miller home run in the in the fourth inning. And then in the fifth, you, you saw three more homers. You saw Carpenter going deep. You saw Bader going deep opposite field. You like to see that. And then you saw Goldschmidt going deep opposite field. So Saturday was really one of those days, again, that really teases you as a Cardinal fan. You know, oh, this is what the offense can do. Maybe if Carpenter can make me eat my words, because whenever I said I give up on the Carpenter train, there's no one that wants me to be wrong, wants more than for me to be wrong than me. I'd love for Carpenter to prove me wrong. Um, and he has the last couple of days, but... You know, you think okay, he gets he gets a homer. Uh, Bader looks really good. Dean looks really good with a walk, three walks and a hit. So you think okay, I'm feeling pretty good about this. And then in comes Sunday, um, and it looked really good to start. You know, Cardinals go up 3-0, and then Martinez struggles in the second and third a little bit, and pitches overall okay. Carlos Martinez could be an X factor for the St. Louis Cardinals going down the stretch, especially with the injuries. This is a guy that has some of the most elite stuff you've seen when he's right and when he gets out of his own way and when he gets out of his own head. Carlos Martinez had a really good slider and a really good changeup and a really good fastball that had tailing action to it on Monday. He was able to punch out eight reds in just four innings, only walked two. His pitch count got a little bit up there. And the only thing that really got in his way was the Austin Dean misplay in left field. But if Carlos Martinez can find it and if he can pitch like he's capable of pitching for the St. Louis Cardinals down the stretch... 
that is going to be a huge bonus for the St. Louis Cardinals, especially with all of the injuries to the Cardinal pitching staff. I was really, really impressed with Seamart's effort on Sunday. Yes, he only got through four innings, but he's still working his way back. He was able to get up to 90 pitches and pitch effectively for the most part. Beyond that, it was a rough day for the Cardinal bullpen. One of the few rough days for the Cardinal bullpen. Cabrera comes in, gives up a run. Reyes gives up. Everybody gave up a run, and then Chris Matt gave up two runs in the in the ninth inning uh, beyond Martinez. So not a great day for the Cardinal bullpen, or the Cardinal pitcher staff. They walked five guys. They struck out 14, but the only really, you know, the only stat that matters is the earned runs, and they gave up 10 of them. Um, you know, the Cardinals were able to, to score in the first, second, and fifth innings, but beyond that, they really weren't able to get anything going. Four for 11 with runners in scoring position. You like to see that. What you don't like to see is runners left on base. That number is nine. Uh, that, is, that just can't happen, especially against the Reds team that obviously took advantage of poor pitching for St. Louis. Um, you know, the, the big blows for Cincinnati, or at least uh, big blows for Cincinnati against St. Louis came in the sixth. Um, excuse me. Yeah, in the sixth when... Uh, no, it was the eighth when uh, Suarez hit a home run and then Aquino with an exclamation point in the ninth. But that uh, seventh inning was brutal with a base loader walk to Galvis and then an RBI ground out to Jose Garcia to give the Reds a, a cushion. And then after that, it was just, it was over. Uh, it was it was a brutal game on Sunday. And the uh, the bullpen injuries are not not favored well here for St. Louis. Um, the uh, Giovanni Gallegos is already out for a couple of days or a week or so at least. Um, and then beyond that, according to Ann Rogers, um, Mike Schilt does not think uh, that the injury to Gant is huge. It's right groin dis- discomfort. So uh, uh, Schilt thinks that he'll, he'll be back okay, one to three days a little bit. And then Austin Dean is also on, uh, also got hurt. Um, he got was was an elbow discomfort. It looked like so uh, an injury riddled Sunday for St. Louis for sure. Um, and it was just a brutal one and two weekend against the Reds. If you want to support our show, then you can support our sponsors. One of those sponsors is Built Bar. The new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious than before. They have 18 amazing flavors with non-nut and nut flavors. Six flavors are brand new. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, just to name a few. And that goes along with their 12 original Incredible flavors, just to name a few of those. Coconut almond, raspberry, peanut butter, banana bread, mint, brownie, orange, toffee, almond, and coconut. Just some of Built Bar's incredible flavors. Bars are covered 100% in chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. Even though the bars are covered in chocolate, Built Bars are extremely healthy and great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Right now, if you purchase Built Bar, you can get a free cooler while supplies last. So don't wait and head over to BuiltBar.com for a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com. You can also use the promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. After the one and two weekend, St. Louis moves into 
a five-game stretch against the Milwaukee Brewers, starting with a doubleheader today, starting at 4:10. Uh, just a heads up for you guys: I will not be able to live tweet this game. I'll be uh, I have assigned. Uh, umpiring high school baseball tonight. I'll be wearing my mask and socially distant as much as possible um, so I can continue to host this show, uh, but I won't be able to live tweet. But I've got my DVR set. We'll record um, and be staying up late watching those games and getting an episode out to you guys tomorrow um, with my recap of the doubleheader. But some good news for the doubleheader. Uh, KK Kim is back uh, after you know he had some abdominal pain that rushed him to the hospital. So he's back. The Cardinals have... Uh, picked their starting rotation for the next number of days for the series. I should say this is according to Ann Rogers of MLB.com. Kim is starting game one today, like I say. Daniel Ponce de Leon in game two. And then Flaherty goes tomorrow. Wainwright's game one on Wednesday. Game two at this point, as of this recording, is TBD. So let's go ahead and let, 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 let's look at the, the rest of the schedule real quick. I know I mentioned it a couple of different times. We'll go to the standings that are extremely important. You got five at Milwaukee, five at Pittsburgh, three at Kansas City, and then five at Milwaukee to finish it up. So the Brewers, or excuse me, the, the Pirates and Royals, you'd think the Cardinals could win majority of those. Um, you, you, know, you think the Cardinals go three to five at Pittsburgh and two out of three at Kansas City. Um, to me, that's minimum. That, that should be expected especially a team like Kansas City and Pittsburgh who are at the bottom of the pack. Pittsburgh is 14 and 30, Kansas City is 20 and 28. Neither one of them are in contention for Walker's spot. Kansas City has won 6 in a row, so, you know, you never know, but you have to win majority of those you think. And then if you think you can split against Milwaukee, then you go from there. You you, you take your best bet. Barring, like I said a couple times, barring any um implosion from the Cardinals team. They're going to make the playoffs, even if they're sitting at 500 at the end of the day. Um, just with the way the postseason brackets work. Milwaukee is right now two games apart from the Cardinals, and all of a sudden the Reds are two and a half back of St. Louis when you look at um, you know the NL Central standings. But in terms of a wild card, Milwaukee's only one and a half, and Cincinnati is only two back. So Cardinals have a chance here to, if they can take majority of the games at Milwaukee really and Milwaukee's playoff hopes. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. You would have liked to them see take two or three against Cincinnati and put Cincinnati an extra game behind. But you live and you learn and you move on. Uh, Milwaukee coming off. They just got no hit yesterday by Alec Mills. Great uh, great job by Alec Mills. Congratulations. You always appreciate a good pitching matchup, uh, pitching performance. Um, but this Milwaukee team is an interesting one. They're 4-6 they're and six in their last 10. They've lost two straight. Their run differential is pathetic. Negative 33. Um, so that's where their record right now sits at 20 and 24. But, you know, this is a weird 2020 season. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, so I think that, you know, and you also have the fact that the Cardinals and Brewers haven't seen each other at all coming into play today. So um, it, it's very, I can't stress the importance of this series enough when it comes to what this series means for the rest of the season. When you look at the Cubs schedule, who sit um, above the St. Louis Cardinals in the standings, they have a relatively difficult schedule coming forward. They play two at Cleveland, three against Minnesota, four at Pittsburgh, and three at the White Sox, who currently have the best record in the American League. So the Cardinals have the advantage when it comes to strength of schedule here. They can really, t- Hopefully they can take advantage of it uh, with, with not a single game for the rest of the season coming against a team that has above 500 record. The Brewers are the best right now, sitting at the 20 and 24, like I talked about. So, Cardinals have the advantage there. Hopefully, they can take advantage of it. 
And that all starts with game one, the most important game of the series, like I talked about earlier. Um, and, and in this case, it's going to be Kung Won Kim against Josh uh, Lindblom. He's 1 and 3 with a 606 ERA. Uh, he is, um, according to NBA.com, he's going to be uh, making his rejoin to the rotation. Um, after uh, some start, starts in the bullpen, or stints in the bullpen, rather. Nine games this year, seven starts, and his ERA is above six. So you like what you see there, averaging nearly a base runner and a half. And hopefully K.K. Kim, even though he's coming out off of injury, uh, of some abdominal injury, uh, with a kidney ailment, like we, you know, like it was documented, very well documented earlier, hopefully he can come back and continue to pitch well. He's 2-0 and with an ERA under one. It sits at .83 right now. The ball just comes out of his hand. He hides the ball really well. I think it comes out at 91, 92, but it seems like it's coming on you really quickly because of the way he, he is deceptive, hides the ball. And they're talking a little bit about how his stride is so close as well, big stride that allows the ball to jump on the hitter a little bit quicker than normal as well. So, you know, I like KK. I think the Cardinals win game one. And then the game two, I think the Cardinals split. I think the Cardinals win game one and lose game two because of the pitching matchups solely on the pitching matchups on the Cardinals' side without even looking at the Brewers' side. Uh, Ponce just has struggled in each of his starts. Um, he he showed a little bit better command on Tuesday uh, against the Twins, but he still uh, he needs to show me some more consistency when he, if he wants me to enjoy him in the starting rotation more. Corbin Burns is 3-0 with an under-2 ERA coming in, so that's, uh, that's why I also I think the Cardinals lose game two. So I think a split. Is what you're going to see um, on on two on Monday rather tonight. Um, hopefully, you know the, the way that I view this series with is that the Cardinals need to split the double headers at minimum and win on Tuesday. Uh, if, if they win Tuesday, then that way they can take it a little bit easier in terms of okay, all I need to do is split to earn a series win. Obviously, you try and win all five games. I'm not trying to say you you, you, you throw two in the bag, but if you can split minimum this game and win on Tuesday, you feel really really good. Going into Wednesday. That's all I'm saying. Um, and I think if, if the Cardinals can do that, then you feel really good about the rest of the season, um, just both as a whole and the season series against Milwaukee. You know, all five games, all ten games of the season series coming up in the next two weeks. So it'll be an exciting two weeks. Baseball ends in 16 days, I think it is, with playoffs start in 16 days. It's going to be an exciting road trip to get to the end of the road. Um so stay locked on to the Cardinals on this podcast for everything you need to know, reaction, analysis, whole nine yards. And you can email the show, lockedoncards at gmail.com for comments, complaints, questions, or concerns. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore cards. That's also the Twitter with the Instagram handle, LO underscore cards. Love to interact with you guys more as the season wraps up. And I uh, just want to thank you guys as well for listening. My listenership has grown each week since I started, so I, I appreciate it. It means a lot. And uh, keep up the, the listening and keep up tweeting at me and emailing me. I love to interact with you guys. So that's all I got for this Monday's show of Locked On Cardinals. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. As always, stay safe, stay well. Have a great day.